rush of adrenaline. It's like mm-hmm. things that can kill you are yeah. fun. For yeah. sure. It's, <laughs> it's the reason roller coasters exist, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, Jeff, I want you to be my life coach, man. You're the best. <laughs> You're the most Speaking inspirational person. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> straight up. My shirt got a little sweaty tonight, but I just coached oh. my daughter's last soccer game oh, for this wow. little season. It's good. We So it's three and four-year-old soccer. Oh, so nothing nice. teaches you the age gap between a kid who just turned three <laughs> and a kid who is about to turn five, oh, yeah. like watching them play soccer yeah, right? against each other. Yeah. So our team was super lucky to have a bunch of kids, my daughter included, mm-hmm. about to turn five years old. Oh. So they don't keep score, but it's pretty obvious when you watch little kids soccer. Our team yeah. was full of kids that were on the older half of the three and four year old spectrum. So they just <laughs> they just mopped the field with them. <laughs> yeah, there was. We had one game that was probably within four goals and that was our closest game like we just we had a kid that turned five while he was on our team and it was like part of you was like man that's that's a little whack because like (laughs) but also the other part he's like you were four when you signed up so you didn't technically break a rule but yeah so we (laughs) we were the green we wore green shirts with the green team i got an official coach shirt so i was gonna show up i was gonna wear a trucker hat and sunglasses and i was gonna have a whistle with me i was gonna be like eric you think i'm a fucking life coach listen i'm now motherfucker <laughs> but, oh, you ain't man. hustling at all i've been watching you hayden kaiser yeah <laughs> Dude, i'm glad i'm not oh, part of that trend yeah name my child after a coach this is this is peyton peyton kaiser and here we have Hayden oh, Kaiser. Peyton and Kaiser's over here we have uh, Kaiser Lombardi. We switched their last name because <laughs> we love Lombardi. coaching. <laughs> Kaiser. Kaiser Lombardi sounds pretty cool. It does. It, it sounds, that's it a sounds power like a, name. Uh, someone who uh, controlled troops in World War One. For sure. It's yeah. back-to-back power names. It's the <laughs> Kaiser and it's the Lombardi. I like or it. somebody who's uh, in charge of a crime wave in a big city <laughs> in a comic book. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Kaiser uh, Lombardi, a, a fictional mob boss. Yeah, is what Kaiser exactly. Lombardi. Is. I like it. Yeah. Kaiser Lombardi. I'm, I'm gonna start it. You guys, you guys want to start a band with me? Call it yeah. Kaiser yeah. Lombardi. Yeah, we can Dan all can be, be like, Dan can be in Lombardi. Yeah, and well, I we just won't all, have a name. We could all <laughs> we could all be Lombardis actually. We could call yeah, well, Lombardis. it's a Lombardi family. Oh shit! It's our last name plus uh, Lombardi. Yeah, yeah. Right? Be like yeah. the Ramones. So you'd be, be like you'd be Whitaker Lombardi. Yeah, Kaiser yeah. Lombardi. <laughs> and we have Whitaker Lombardi and Or Lombardi. Or, Lombardi. Or. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan, I'm sorry to tell you, hey, um, you got to get a stage name. Yeah. My middle name a is stage Edwin. last name. My Edwin. middle name. <laughs> my middle name is Edwin. So Edwin Lombardi. Solid. Oh shit, that's, that's nice. Solid. That works. <laughs> that, that beats yeah. both of us. Well, no, Kaiser yeah. Lombardi. No, no, Kaiser Lombardi. I mean, that's that... the name of the band. So. You're the yeah, crime boss. We already got it. You're the boss, yeah. Jeff. All right. I'm on drums. <laughs> oh, wait, for, for a second, sure. I thought you were going to say I'm on drugs. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not. No. No, I don't. 
I don't do drugs, just weed. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yes, man. I like that. Statement. Sober. That was good shot. Good stuff. Yeah, California sober. <laughs> so this is the accelerative thrust podcast. <laughs> yes. With Dan and Eric. And yes. tonight, today, we're doing it's a late night sesh. The first yeah, our first are. late night yes. sesh. So it's, it might we're, get we're literally loopy. an hour and 16 minutes past my bedtime and it's oh. 9 16. You yeah. know, it's funny. So that's, yeah. that's the life it, I'm living. <laughs> we're so we're showing our age that nine o'clock at night is considered a late night session. <laughs> yeah. I left that we're show doing... tonight at eight o'clock and everyone was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh. I got, I got to interview Jeff, but also I'd probably leave any fucking way. Cause <laughs> no, actually dryad played and I didn't, I didn't stay to see him. Yeah, I, I love Dryad, awesome. but I haven't yeah, seen him since, you know, before the pandemic. So yeah. this was my first real show, I think, since. Mm-hmm. This was like old mm-hmm. school in the stinky basement. Tons of people crammed in. So, hell yeah. And everyone was real positive because they haven't been to a show either, you know? So, yeah, like, right. every after every like... song, everyone was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the hunger is there. Man. So the hunger's there, but even yeah. like a year, a year and a half ago, all those same people would just be standing with their arms crossed, like, man, can I just go it's outside best. and smoke? How long do I have to? <laughs> all right, Dan, yes. we're gonna flip this baby. I'm interviewing you now. Oh, when what? you're at a show, when you're at a show, what's the go-to posture? Are you an arms crossed? Are you a stand? Are you a head bobber? You get on the dance floor, you shove your buddy next to you. What what's the go-to Dan posture? Well. At a show. For, for me, it's definitely the head bobbing for sure. I stand there. Sometimes I have my arms crossed, but usually it's head bobbing. I'm too old to mosh. <laughs> Dude, I've been in Slam mosh dancing. retirement. Yeah, I've been yeah. I've been in mosh retirement for a decade. Can't oh, do it. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Jeff? What do you do? So I'm the dude who naturally crosses his arms and bobs his head and then looks down and sees his arms is crossed. And then ha- and then like <laughs> internally panics and thinks like, I can't be the arms cross guy. So what am I going to do? And then I'm like the tuck your hands in your pockets guy, oh, yeah. which is also oh, not yeah. the best thing you can do. Sure. So I don't, yeah. I, but, yeah and then I'll, 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 I'll bust out the air drumming because that's, oh, it's yeah. all I got. It's the nice. only thing I got. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've done some air drumming for sure. It's super fun, but sometimes you don't, you're not fit. Like if you're seeing a band for the first time or if like you, you're not super familiar with the catalog, You'll be like, ooh, I'm going to air drum. And you start air drumming what you were going to play. Right. And then you're like throwing a fill where like a choked cymbal crash goes. And then you're to the dude who's air drumming off, <laughs> but in their own head is on. Yeah. And then, yeah. But yeah. That's I'm, me 100%. I'm, yeah. I'm often, I'm often like arms crossed. Like, I do this yeah. thing where I extend both arms straight out above. <laughs> yeah. Like uh-huh. this. And then yeah. I slowly nod my head there you go when you when when that's the arms it are for about an out, hour straight when your yeah. arms are straight yeah. out are they are your hands making any sort of usually just the, the number one symbol just straight <laughs> out <It> just, like, <laughs> just, just like it's hard though and it's also you gotta like feel out the crowd right like yeah yeah are, are these people like if i if i like gently bumped into them they're like make a little more room for me to just like boogie and yeah. not like like stiff. That's hips why you gotta to follow. Like, I'm not a rules. good dancer. Yeah. You yes. just walk up to the biggest dude, knock him out, 
and then <laughs> and then you can just dance any way you want. All right. So there's a lot of common misconceptions about me. I'm going to try to say this. A lot of people. <laughs> I love I how you followed that up with that. That's a lot of people think I'm super strong and super tough. So usually people are like, oh, you know, Jeff Carson, like, oh, yeah, the super quiet dude who does not have diarrhea mouth and is really strong and really tough. Those are the things that people are like, oh, the really quiet and calm and collective guy, Jeff Kaiser, you know? <laughs> no one and, has uh, ever said that. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So I, I, I try to be self-aware. <laughs> I understand that I have diarrhea mouth and I just spew uh, terrible things. I just, my mouth <laughs> constantly runs. I try not to. I, and that's the worst part is I try super hard to be a normal human being i just yeah. i cannot do it you know i i, I, I sympathize with that 100 percent, jeff because <laughs> actually a lot of my friends kind of say that about me but in a much different way first of all they don't think that i'm tough because uh, yeah you know, nobody thinks I'm, I'm tough, tough. yeah nobody th <laughs> nobody thinks i'm tough but they all just think that i'm like this you know guy who says crazy things hmm. and i do right. sometimes you know what i mean and so yeah. i sympathize with that 100 percent I just tell when I'm tough. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, hey, I'm tough. It's nice to meet you. All I'm, right. I'm super tough. Can we can we push the pause button, the one with the two little vertical lines? <laughs> push that button. Yes. And let's talk about what we just talked about probably 12 minutes ago. Uh -huh. Eric broke his fucking ankle at the skateboard, <laughs> walked out of the bowl, rode his skateboard back to his car, which if you've ever been to Iowa City Skate Park, it's a nice little long little sidewalk to get there. Big old and then thing, he went yeah. to fucking Home Depot. Where'd you go, yeah. Eric? You went to fucking... The Army Surplus. The yeah. Army Surplus. Yeah, Army Surplus. Home Depot. And hobbled yeah. around the Army Surplus with a broken yeah. ankle. But my point is, Eric just okay. said he wasn't tough and proved to us... That, that, that was bullshit. The, the balls in my eye sockets and my retinas witnessed... Eric with a broken ankle <laughs> leave the skate park. Wow. I didn't witness him running errands, but I heard the story and I truly <laughs> believe it. I don't know if that's tough. And he's gonna be like, I'm not tough. Tough. I mean, I do, have to I do beat people up nearly every day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we Start hit pause? I'm gonna go in my face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can only hit pause one time and then it's unpause <laughs> you can't pause further <laughs> oh my god we need to get into talking to jeff kaiser All right, so thank you for asking me about my top albums first one yes. is no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> we do Wait, whoa, whoa, hold on hold on were okay. you gonna say white snake <laughs> no i was gonna say whipped cream and other delights oh, by herb I, alpert and the team oh, herb alpert. is that a is that, that was, a real album title it is that would be great. yeah google you've it, seen it google it right it now you've seen times. that album cover it's yeah. the girl on the front the the sexy brunette girl with the whipped oh, cream yes, all over her yes, whole yes, body yes. yeah and then you put the record on it's like dude the trumpet playing i mean that's why it's the tijuana brass yeah. yeah, you don't get to name yourself after Tijuana <laughs> and not have a good brass section, right? Let's bring it back to naming your band after what you're what you're good at, right? If you're like we're a brass band, you'd be like we're yeah. fucking Iowa City punk ish, yeah, whatever we play, you know. So Jeff alluded to me asking about his favorite records, and that is based on a 
questionnaire kind of thing I send to people before they on they're on, and it's kind of lame, but at the same time, yeah, you, know, you got to have some info to fall back on. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about any of this, I think it'd be interesting. All like, right. what is red and the Eds? All right, so red and the Eds <laughs> yes. was my two best friends from like junior high. Late junior high, early high school, all through high school, right out of high school. Um, it was my I two two people that I literally consider like brothers of mine. It's Edward Hall. So my middle name, so I'm Jeffrey Edward. My middle name is Edward. Mm-hmm. His first name was Edward. Mm-hmm. So he was Edward James Hall. I'm Jeffrey Edward Kaiser. And then our bass player, Josh Elvidge, who is an amazing human being mm-hmm. and a absolutely shredding bass player he had long flaming red hair right just like as gingery as you can get (laughs) and so he was red and then we were the eds Mm. and we that was like the first serious band that i played in that like booked shows recorded multiple albums Mm -hmm. like wrote a lot of songs like progressed as we got older um Mm -hmm. and so yeah we we played our i think that our biggest fault was also our best asset and that was that we didn't like pick a genre and stick to it right Mm -hmm. we'd like we'd like discover clutch and be like holy shit let's try and write a song with a clutch style riff yeah right and then we'd be like oh we all love Operation Ivy. Let's try and write a song in the style of Operation Ivy yeah. or, you know, like yeah. any, like any number of things. And so we had this kind of like sporadic catalog of songs that we wrote, yeah. but yeah, we played when I mean, we did the whole, like play the mill, play Gabe's play yacht club, play, you know, fucking blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And we recorded a couple albums and, a few of them were when we were still young enough to get into UAY and record there because oh, we were nice. under 18. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then uh yeah, we just, you know, it was just like the high school band that you know was super fun to play in that you like make with your bros. Nice. Sure. Nice. So and yeah. you grew so, up here in Iowa City, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like my parents moved here when I was like fucking three, and then they both got stable jobs, and I like I'm the kid who like went to one elementary school and one junior high yeah. and one high. Like I never moved. I never did any of that shit. I'm just like a dude who's born in Iowa city and then yeah. fucking stuck here. So you've sure. lived there almost as long as me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're like 20 years older than I am, but other right. than yeah. you walking with a cane and a broken ankle, I mean, we're pretty much the same person. <laughs> you didn't see me with my cane. I didn't. It no. was real. I pictured it though. Yeah, it was. Sure. It was rough. Um, sure. And so then, Hot is the next group. Is that right? Yeah. So after, so Red and the Eds broke up, as many Iowa City bands do. Where like one of the people is like, "All right, I graduated, or I'm tired of this town, or whatever, and I'm moving yeah. to Chicago." And we're like, yeah. "All right, well, that's." that's what happens and so See you in a uh, couple years <laughs> yeah yeah still there the homie josh wow still, he lives in brookfield but yeah he's married and has a kid nice. we just got together recently we still keep in contact and i still love him dearly uh but so then that band broke up and i was kind of just like 
you know, not really doing anything. And then uh, the guy that I took drum lessons from growing up, Ed Nearing, mm-hmm. just called me out of the blue one day. And he was like, hey, uh, I'm thinking of starting this band. And uh, like, I need a singer. And I was like, it sounds like your problem. (laughs) I can't fucking (laughs) sing a lick. And he's like, wait, 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 hang on. I said that wrong. I'm going to try and sing. And so we need a drummer. Because right now I'm singing and drumming and it's not going to work. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that I can can help you. I can can totally help you with that. And so uh, he's like, yeah, you know, he emailed me. This was in 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. So he like emails me a couple songs and I listen to him and I you know, like practice along on the coffee table to the demos of him and I just go over to his house, which is the house that I took drum lessons in. Hmm. And Kylie, who works at UAY, who mm-hmm. helped us when I was in Red and the Eds, record our albums that were at that we recorded at UAY mm-hmm. was there, and I was kind of like, "Oh shit, what's what's Kylie <laughs> doing here?" Like I I look up to this guy, yeah. you know, I was younger than him, and he's established and has put out albums, you know, done all the things that I thought I wanted to do when I was younger. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah, Kylie's gonna play guitar," and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then this other dude I didn't really know, Eric, came in and played. Not you, Eric, but a different Eric. <laughs> oh. uh, obviously not you. <laughs> you're asking me about the band i don't um know. <laughs> he was playing bass and like i just sat down and it was just like fast driving punk drum beats that i could yeah. channel my inner energy into and uh he was like whoa that's what we need and then anybody who'd seen hot understands or maybe not understands but witness that we're not I like I, when I was on stage and hot I wasn't Jeff Kaiser I was hmm. a character that I na- yeah. that I made up and I named and his name was Hot Sticks because of course <laughs> it was um and so we had outfits and I painted a drum set to like match the outset yeah. outfit that I made it that I made and um you know it was a very showy band and everything and it, it, it developed and we got a new bass player and uh it was, yeah, for, for me, like, initially, I was like, holy shit, the dude who taught me how to play drums is now asking me to be the drummer in his band. Right. Wow. So, like, to me, that was, like, a huge, like, ego boost, because I was like, yeah. holy shit, like, maybe, I, like, you know, I always had some amount of confidence in my playing, but when that happened, it was like, holy shit, maybe I can actually do this. Um but yeah, we were, we were, uh, it was a band of like, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was characters. It was a show. Like we planned everything out from like how we were going to start the show to how the singer was going to enter the stage to when you could stop and take a drink of water to when you could, you know, like it, the whole thing was like totally staged and planned out. And like a hundred percent meant to be just like stupid, dumb, like fun entertainment. Yeah. And when it went over in that way, people were like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. And when it didn't go over that way, people were like, that's not fucking punk music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? And so yeah. I don't, yeah. But yeah, it's it was a tough one. It, it was an amazing, amazing thing yeah. to be a part of. It looked like um, I never saw hot, but it, from what I've seen from live, footage and things like that it seemed like um 
there was like this evil Knievel action man mm -hmm. element to the yeah. whole thing. And that yeah, seemed really cool. I don't, I think, yeah, I think punk rock in general sometimes can take itself a little too seriously. <laughs> yeah. And that was it's like, we can have part, fun doing this or at least we should be able to, I don't know. Well, and part of our whole argument was that this is, oh man, this is going to get me fucking slayed. Uh, <laughs> it's all bullshit. Right. Right. Yeah. Like in a way, like people are like, oh my God, punk bands like the Ramones. And you're like, push the pause button. Yeah. The Ramones had matching haircuts, yeah. matching fucking outfits. Right. They recorded their practices so they knew what they looked like on stage. Yeah. Johnny Ramone was a staunch right wing conservative piece of shit. Yeah. Marky Ramone has an ego the size of fucking Mars. <laughs> and, you know, and you're like, it's it's all bullshit. Like everything yeah. that you idolize in this was planned out to market to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. But the, people uh, don't want to hear that. The origins of punk rock is fascinating to me because it essentially was started, even if you want to talk about the Sex Pistols, which there's always that argument about what predated what. Mm -hmm. the Ramones and the Sex Pistols obviously are the ones that get brought up the most, but yep. it's like both of them started with like almost like boy band origins, in a right. Yeah. Weird sort of way. And punk rock, the genre that a lot of people insist on keeping DIY and independent from, you know, corporate entities and whatnot started straight up on major labels. Yeah. Really interesting. Sure. Yeah. And the Ramones, didn't start out like we're gonna create a genre of music mm -hmm. and play it to the masses they were like we want to be rich and famous yeah right like yep. yeah. yeah they 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 wanted to be so rich and famous that you know they ended up being more known for their merchandise the ramon shirts than the Correct. actual music and i'm a dude who's worn a ramon shirt since i was in fucking sixth grade yeah. i'm 33 Right. And I, I mean, I've literally been wearing a Ramon shirt <laughs> for more of my life than I have not been sure. wearing a Ramon yeah, shirt. Yeah, this shirt right? he's wearing right now is the first non-Ramon shirt I've ever seen him wear. Actually. I've ever owned. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think that was also part of the thing in Hot that people mm -hmm. didn't necessarily understand was that we were like, yes, this is a show. This is supposed to just be entertainment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you'd like play to a DIY crowd and they'd be like, this isn't DIY. Look, your fucking drum kit is painted all fancy to match the yeah. jacket you're wearing. Even though you <laughs> painted like, it yourself. Actually, yeah. motherfucker, <laughs> DIY doesn't mean do it yourself poorly. Yeah, right. You can do it yourself and get good professional results and yeah. it's still doing it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, but yeah, people, I don't know. It was there were times yeah. when that band was really, really accepted and it was a super good time. Right. And I also found that in that band, traveling to shows worked mm -hmm. way better than playing in town Iowa City shows. Yeah. You'd play like a localist show and people right. were like, the fuck is Jeff doing in that right. costume? That's Jeff on the yeah. drums or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you'd go to Des Moines or you'd go to Omaha, you'd go to wherever you went. And people were like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who are like these they, crazy they strangers? Know. Right. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know who we were. Yeah, for sure. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know I was just a fucking regular ass dude who <laughs> liked to bang on drums and right. have a good time. Yeah.
So there's awesome. that element of surprise in the other town. Yeah, for sure. You can show well, up and you, be anyone somewhere else. For sure. And yeah. you, you'd show up and you'd get a lot of like the, what the fuck's up with these guys vibe, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you've, you've played, you guys have both played yeah. enough bands that you oh, show yeah. up at a place and people would be like, what's these guys deal? And you're yeah. like, yeah. you feel that. Right. And then you're like, this is what we are. Right. Yeah. You know, you're like, I'm going to, let's go, let's go play a good show and people will either like us or they won't. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So we played a show in Des Moines one time with a British, like B, maybe C grade punk band called The Vibrators. Right. Because mm-hmm. oh, if you're yeah. a punk band, you've got to have that risque name. Right. right. And so we got on stage and we played our set. And I remember the crowd doing the folded arms, like, yeah. fuck this shit vibe. And then the band that they came to see, the Vibrators, got on stage, and their guitar player literally wore the exact same outfit that Kylie wore in Hot, which was uh-huh. a black leather jacket with a red button-up shirt underneath it and black leather pants or black jeans, depending on which one was clean at the time. Mm-hmm. And the dude got up, and they had their set laid out in the exact same way that we did, where it was the three like the guitar the bass and the drums were on the stage and they're like playing an intro riff and then the the singer walks out on the stage and then he like says something you play a little like kind of song but not really like an intro song and then you like bang right into the first song you play a couple more songs you take a break play a couple more songs which is the format everybody uses yeah and the crowd was like eating it up and we're just standing there like we literally just did the same (laughs) thing in costumes and you guys were like this isn't fucking cool yeah right. yeah but then a band that you kind of maybe have heard of maybe did the exact same thing and you guys were like that's so fucking punk hell yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. afterwards the dudes talked to us about having kids and driving yeah. four-door sedans right and we were like <laughs> <laughs> This is your guys's fucking punk, right? Like, I mean, yeah, obviously, right. they weren't talking to the, the the fans in the audience, but like us, uh, you know, it was like, yeah. But things that people love in the mouth of radness, right? Yes. Yeah. People, uh, yeah. That people. I was curious. How did you hook up with Noah Kester, man? Uh, hot ended when I was probably like, oh, uh, twenty two, twenty three, somewhere in that area. So we had a nice little, you know, like five six year run and then i wasn't playing in a band right i was just like i bought a house i was like working i got a uh the job that i still have now and i was just kind of like living the like not punk fucking domesticated life right right i i i ran into my good friend zach newman who is hands down the best photographer in the area and i apologize to anybody else who puts their eye behind a lens and clicks a button but this dude has a fucking he he's got the eye i mean zach is the man when it comes to taking pictures and he was like hey i work at the new pioneer co-op and this kid this dude noah is looking for a drummer you should talk to him i think you guys would fit together well and i was like yeah you know all right cool like i wasn't really like I wanted to play in a band, but I just got done playing in a relatively busy band. And I was kind of like doing other things with my life. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'll just hit him up and just see what he's got. And I, I went on Facebook. I didn't 
know what his last name was. So I typed in Noah. And then Noah, three, three names. It was Noah, parent, reason. So Noah is the first name. Parent is the middle name. Reason is the last name. And I'm like, oh, shit. This dude dated my friend's older sister when I was in junior high. I know who that guy is. I was like, reason is a weird fucking last name. <laughs> so I click on it. And when I click on his profile, a message in Messenger pops up because since we weren't friends, it like didn't come through or whatever. Hmm. And it was like, hey, we're looking for a drummer for this band. I'd like, you know, you know, if uh, I, I, you were recommended to me by Zach. And, you know, if you want to try it, cool you know, here's my number. If not, don't worry about it. And I looked at the date and he had sent that message like a month prior. <laughs> and so I like sent him back like, holy shit, I'm just seeing this. If the opportunity is still there, I'd love to come play drums and just, you know, see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he sent me back a message like, cool. We, we, let's, can you practice this day or whatever? I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like, I'll be over. I'll bring drums. You know, what kind of beer do you like? You know, are you cool if I bring a little beer over? And he's like, bring some slits. And like, <laughs> part of me is like, fucking right. I mean, I'm, I, I, I prefer my beer like light, shitty, and domestic, right? I'm not like an IP. I, like, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Sure. Any of that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, all right. So I load my drums up. I stop by John's because he lived over on Dodge Street. I grab a, like a six pack of slits and I head over there and I set up the drums. And he had sent me demos, so I like played along to him. And uh, I showed up, and we played drums. He was like, hey, this is cool. And at the time, Jordan Wagner was playing with us. And he had super nice equipment. I was a really good guitar player and seemed like a cool dude. But I didn't know. like, So they were like in like the tier older than me, mm -hmm. right? So they'd be like, do you know this person? I'd be like, mm-mm. Right. I'm fucking eight years younger than you. I have no <laughs> idea who this person is. <laughs> right. But so, yeah, we, you know, showed up and they were like, well, this, you know, I think this will work. We had, they had some songs that were written. We got those songs figured out and then we added a couple more. And with Jordan, Noah and I, we recorded the first album, Gone Rad with Power. Mm -hmm. um, you recorded that with John Hopkins, right? Yeah, we did with John. Rest in peace, John. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, we did it at, what was it called? Earth Tones. It was a studio that was on mm. is it Clinton, whatever the road that the uh, Sheridan or the graduate now oh, yeah. runs all the way down and like oh, public yeah. access TVs yep. there. But yeah, there was like a studio that you like didn't know was a studio until you walked oh. in the door and you're like, holy shit, there's drums and microphones and wow. cool stuff in here. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we recorded it there with John Hopkins and uh, I think it went pretty well. It was one of those things where like, sure you guys have experienced it when you've played in a band for lo a long enough time that you feel like you're ready to record but yeah. you're not right yeah and so yeah it was it was kind of one of those records where you know mm -hmm. like i don't know i just went back and listened to it the other day and i was <laughs> like oh yeah by playing on this could have been a lot well, fucking better well i think it's yeah. a rad rad record no yeah. pun intended yeah i think it's a really i, I mean it, i think it's a good record i think it turned out all right but you're always hypercritical of yourself sure right yeah, like absolutely 
if I could go back and re-record literally every single drum part I've ever recorded <laughs> yeah, on that's, any album, I would do it. That's right. pretty much how I feel about my guitar parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even if it was something as simple as like my playing was fine, but I wish I could put a snare drum that fucking sounded good. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. There, right. Like, mm-hmm. right. Or, or not even a snare drum. Like maybe my snare drum sounded good, but it wasn't the right style of snare drum yep. for that record or whatever. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like always yeah. overthinking things. I totally yeah. understand. But yeah, so we did that record and it, and it turned out pretty well. And then Jordan and his girlfriend broke up and he like, fucking moved to seattle and i yeah. remember all these people like texting me and calling me like is jordan okay and i was like to be honest i don't know i don't fucking know this dude we've been right. in a band together for like nine months i yeah like he, i yeah like i you know un- unfortunately i don't i don't have any contact with him now i don't like i he's not a person that i like ever you know like every other band i had ever been in had been like people that I had known for a friends. long time yeah. or like right. yeah, friends. Right. Yeah. And then this first band was like a dude whose last name was reason <laughs> and a fucking dude who wrote for premier guitar that I had never met. Right. right? Like, yeah, and so sure. I was like trying hard to like be a good drummer for their band. But I yeah. didn't know them. Yeah. yeah. And then I realized that Noah's last name, it's still pronounced reason, but it's spelled K O E. I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kester. Yeah. Recaster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Recaster. Yeah. No Kester reason. No Kester reason. And the mouth of Radness changed over time. It was just you yeah. and Noah for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was Phil well, so already involved no- with Jordan as well? So I don't, oh, dude, I'm bad. I, Bad, I have a bad memory. Oh, that's okay. uh, but I, I talk assertively, so you will believe yeah, whatever there you I go. tell you. And you can also just make it up. <laughs> who's gonna fact check this? Yeah, who's gonna and yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, that's true. And you couldn't you couldn't fact check it. Anyway. No. So uh Jordan left, and then we were like, shit, we need another guitar player. So oh yeah, Jack was in, right? Jack, yeah, Jack yeah. Isley. But so Jack showed up and was like, learned all the songs could play him really well he's phenomenal dude he looks so fucking good on stage yeah like <laughs> this is gonna sound mean he's not a handsome fella i mean he's not <laughs> ugly but he's not the prettiest dude you've ever looked at but you get him on stage with a guitar and you're like that's a good looking dude yeah. there, right like yeah. he just he he's got it he's got the it factor and so he like showed up and he learned all the songs and, and like we teach him something like, oh, no, this this like does this thing and then it turns back into that rhythm. But, oh, that's a cool turn around. Yeah, well, I, I, I can do that. And yeah. you can just do it right away. And I'm like, damn, this is this is going to work out well. And then we played a show together. It went super well. And he was like, guys, I don't know exactly what was going on, because once again, it was another person I didn't know. Right. right? Just a dude who yeah. showed up and played guitar. But something with like family things or I don't remember what it was. But yeah. He was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I don't, I can't be in a band that like actively plays shows. Yeah. yeah. And so we we're like, oh, sweet. We've now been through two guitar players right. in two months. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I remember Noah and I had a, a weird mutual band that we both enjoyed which is steely dan and mm. i will fist fight anybody look me in the eyes everybody listening yeah. look me in we, the eyes and tell me steely dan sucks and i will 
fight you. I am not tough and I will fight you. Yeah, that's uh, why Jeff and I don't talk about stealing. Stealing. They're so fucking good. I, I think they're All pretty right. good. I like them. Listen to this. If you want a flawless fucking halftime shuffle played, call him yeah. Bernard Purdy. He's going to bring it. Oh. Anyways, uh, we both really enjoyed Steely Dan. Noah had said something about having a, a keyboard player come in. Oh, and okay. I was like, all right. He was like, well, maybe we could like, you know, punk up a Steely Dan song or whatever. And so anyways, that gets Phil Mall in the okay. basement. Yeah. Which then is like, hey, this fills our sound out more. He can play these like root notes and mm-hmm. his synths sound amazing. And he's a super cool dude to be around. I think we can make this work. And then yeah. somewhere along the line, this guy who now thinks he's a podcaster. <laughs> You're talking about Joe Rogan? Last- yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Yeah. So Joe Rogan joins the band. That is awesome. Yeah, like, Joe Rogan was we're like, yeah. <laughs> look at this audience we got now. Yeah. A bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Stop uh, myself. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, Eric ended up playing guitar and in the mouth of radness. And it was the exact um, opposite experience of playing with Jack. Eric walked in, didn't know a single note of any of the songs. <laughs> Couldn't really get them ever. Those uh, songs were, but those songs are weird. Yeah. But the, the thing that I thought was super cool about the four piece is that Phil has his personality, which is... Phil and I aren't the same human being, right? Like Phil's Phil's the person that you would actually be like, yeah, I met him. He was quiet. He was super nice. He's an amazing person. And I'm the guy that you met and he, you were like, why we were standing two feet apart. Why was he yelling in my face? The whole time? <laughs> right? Like yeah. I didn't like, he literally was spitting in my face and yelling <laughs> just because he was excited about a fucking band. I never met, you know, or, whatever. Or, or Steely Dan. He was, yeah, I was going to say, bring up Steely Dan to him. Bernard yeah. Purdy playing a shuffle on a fucking <laughs> song that nobody's ever heard. But so I think that when, when Eric and Phil were in the band, it kind of had like the half spazzy half kind of pulled back personality vibe to it. Which gave it a really unique and good sound, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, my stage presence, anyone who's ever seen me is stand quietly in the back, generally. Uh, you, and then become remember, self-aware and pretend to headbang for 30 seconds and then get nervous. I remember, again. I remember the Eric Whitaker headbangs. Fucking yes. perfect. They were good. Was, They're good. It, it was always like, oh, it's shit, a, I'm just standing here like a, a statue. Yeah, and you're, you're like standing there session, and then you're like, so I do I'm some whips. Whip with this shit a little bit yeah and then i forget again and just stand there that also just goes to show that just letting whatever's inside of you out in a genuine fashion resonates with people right yeah i think people I mean, can like, tell i'm not performing or something you know what i mean right right but i should but also, probably <laughs> as somebody who's played in a band that was based solely off of a character and performance mm-hmm. that character was just me with a stupid name and an outfit, right? right like for sure. I, that was still like what I felt inside should be going mm-hmm. with what we were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there's times where, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't know. They were trying to get to all their spots on stage and it was too overproduced and stuff. And you're right. like, 
Right, but that's still what that fucking human being wants to do and what they right. think it's is not good. Fake. Yep, that's right. It's not exactly fake. It's, right. pla- it's it's the WWE of music. <laughs> and if it's you're not, not gonna fake, do that, it's staged. Yeah. If you're not gonna allow that to happen, then what is even the fucking point? Why would I go right. to a show where no one is enjoying it? And if they do, then that's a negative thing. That's so right. stupid. Makes like, me wonder how mm-hmm. many of those people that are critics of that, like are still fans, like they have a problem with it when it's presented right in front of them for some reason, but wow. then they go yeah. home and still love Alice Cooper or kiss or Marilyn Manson. Or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And Very let's talk about how awesome kiss is. Yeah. Cause yeah, that is a kiss. fucking DIY band. Yes. That's true. right. They I mean, really like were. kiss kiss started a huge huge influence on what hot was mm-hmm. was the early years of kiss and slade dude nice. yeah that is so awesome and, to hear that because i defend kiss all the time at least the early stuff i love dude, early kiss the first i think like, me and eric have talked about that a little bit yeah. dude early kiss is like we have one fucking outfit <laughs> and we're gonna knock the mold off of it and we're yeah. gonna put it on and we're gonna fucking try our hardest and shred and like listen to Kiss's first album and tell me it's not a fucking DIY band. That yeah, album yeah. sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a Strutter, terrible sounding record. Strutter is one of the greatest rock riffs of all time. I don't it's care. such a good song. Yeah. And really on that is. first record, it sounds terrible yeah it does <laughs> it really does production quality is awful uh, there's record. a reason why they didn't get popular until they put out right it's a live album for sure when you're a band and your fucking fake live album sounds better than any of your previous <laughs> yeah. studio albums <laughs> so true. that's kind of proof yeah. that you're a diy band so true yeah. yeah and and whatever they turn into later Yes, they were in it for money and fame and all that bullshit. Yeah. But they put the work but in. They put the work in to yeah. get to that point. And not right. only they that, were- the other thing about them too that I will say is they've never kept that a secret. They've right. never pretended, even in those early DIY days, they just said, we want to be rock stars. We want to, you right. know, that's what we want to yeah. do. So for sure, you can't fault them for that. Right, the, and the, they've the also an, another thing that I feel, you know, a, going, you know, Gene Simmons. You can say what you want about him, he's but he's actually asshole. put on a lot of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he did. On the other hand, though, and I agree with you, Eric. But on the other hand, <laughs> um, he also put bands like the Melvins on as opening acts. He handpicked yeah. bands right. like the Melvins to open for, for sure. And so, yeah. He and also he tried, tried to, to sue Teenage Fan Club for using the dollar sign, but that's a different what? story. <laughs> he also tried to poach Eddie Van Halen to be in Kiss. Nice. Okay, so, that I, mean, yeah, I didn't know. But he, yeah, didn't. It, I, I, and please fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that he helped produce Van Halen's demo that had fucking running with the devil wow and all a lot of the songs that were on the first van halen album and the whole reason that he did that was to try and get eddie van halen out of van halen and into kiss to replace ace wow cool please fact check me on that because that is something i said with power and conviction that i was told (laughs) that i believe yeah if that's wrong Ed Nearing started a shitty band called Hot 
and he lied to me. <laughs> I um, there was another band that he was really instrumental in uh, getting out there is Rush, actually. Yeah, yeah, Rush, Rush no, toured with Kiss. And here's the oh, deal. Yeah. I'm saying it right now on record. Gene Simmons is a piece of shit human. Yeah, being. absolutely. But there's no no question, things. no question. Yeah. I mean, there was a an interview with Getty Lee where uh, Gene Simmons was uh or no is actually with gene simmons where he was talking about you know these rush guys they're on tour and we're all trying to get laid you know <laughs> in the hotel rooms and rush is sitting there reading books like right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know the funny that thing is is, is like example. gene simmons it's like i don't know and it's if you take the morality out of all of it he's just like a big hedonist and like why shouldn't sure. he be? I mean, sorry. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's, if yeah. that's what he wants out of life and he can do it. Yeah. It's the human it's, race, right? I, I mean, Here's we all deal. are after something. Yeah, it is what she is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. So then uh, in the mouth of radness, Phil and I leave um, mm -hmm. both for. Let's tell the story. Eric, can you tell the story of <laughs> like you leaving? Way. All right. So Phil's mom. <laughs> from what I remember gets, gets ill. Mm -hmm. And Phil is like, yo, I can't be in the band anymore. I have yeah. other more important things to deal with. Totally understand. You know, yeah. your spot will be here if you want it, whenever everything gets taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then Eric calls me and he's like, Jeff, I fucking hate your guts. Shut up. I'm quitting the band. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> That's pretty much Eric, if you if you have a different story, you can tell um, it, geez, Eric. What well, I, I, I think that's right. I hate <clears throat> you shut up. Yep. I'm, I'm quitting, quitting the is, band. Is how it went. Yeah. 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 No, I also had some other family stuff going on too. And mm -hmm. I also I was just getting a little run down, I think. And and uh I remember the last show I played, I had the mumps. We're, we were doing like a little mini tour thing. And yeah, I it was what, the, three or three or four days. Yeah, and I missed the last with, show because I had the mumps. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> and I knew what? I was sick, but I also was drunk the whole time. What? <laughs> like, yeah. and I was just smoking cigarettes and just mm -hmm. drinking and staying up all night. And like, so I was just Sleeping like, oh on man, people's I'm, floors. I'm getting pretty run down shit, here, yeah. you know. And I guess I just thought it's because I was old. But then I started to get these like big um, jowly cheeks and i was like what is going on so i went to the clinic yeah they were like you have the mumps i was like what fucking 38 year old dude gets the mumps yeah, what is the it 1919 right yeah. now what is going so on? so i think that's really what it was my my leaving the band was something like i'm sorry i have to quit when we have another show to do but i have the mumps and it's super contagious and also I have other family stuff going on. So I think I'm yeah. crazy. So like what are Jet. now? Okay. This is going to sound, this is, I remember that's how I remember yeah. it. Too, but I played started. a pretty cool, pretty good show considering I had the mumps. Like so I looked played, it up later and it was just like, you should not really even be able to walk, bro. What was <laughs> it? Yeah. It was like, it was either two or three shows that you played because it was, well, it was like, Quad Cities, Twin Cities, or Des Moines, Twin yeah. Cities. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like Minneapolis. Quad. It was like like just like a little baby run. But at some point in that, like three or four days, there was an Iowa City show, and so yeah. we were back home. Right. 
Eric ended up calling us and he was like, Hey, you guys, I can't play the show tonight. I got the mumps. <laughs> and Noah and I were like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> really? Well, I felt the same way. <laughs> we were like, really? You got the mumps? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, is such an weird. Uh, that is such an alien thing that it's I have not to ask. A cold or a fever or like well, a mump. Yeah. I would have played if I just had that shit. Like honestly, if I didn't think I was right. gonna give everyone else there the mumps, I would have been there. But so what? What was the mumps like, Eric? It was just like I had these big um, jowls, mm-hmm. like my cheeks puffed out, and I was just like really tired and run down and that's freaky stuff. But like I said, I was really, I was pushing it pretty hard, so I didn't yeah. even notice I was actually sick. I just thought it was. Right, you feel end. like you just yeah. got the the I'm on the road and right. run down and right, feel like you're tired. Yeah. And then finally, yeah. when Fatigue. we were back here, and I had a chance to like chill and be back home for a second, I was like, I think I'm kind of fucked up. I better go see the doctor. Like, wow, yeah, that's the weirdest thing. It was so the crazy and dumb. <laughs> the craziest thing about Eric getting the mumps is that directly parlayed in the mouth of radness to being like, nah, fuck this, we're a two piece. Yeah. Mm. Because the next show was, I think it was at the Beer Stube. Right. I think in the Quad Cities. And Noah and I, like, I called Noah, he called me, and we're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And I think it was Noah was like, fuck it. Let's try it. Let's play the show. Yeah. Just do it as a two piece. I was like, all right, all right, let's go. Like this, the show's already booked. I'm already committed to being there. Right. So let's fucking go. So we go and we play the show and we're like, yo, what's up? Hey, all the people, you know, who have been here the last couple of days. Cause you know, Cam- I think it was with Cam Throne and the seat. Right. Yep. And we were like, Eric's got the fucking mumps. <laughs> so he's not here. So the whole show we were just like cracking jokes on your behalf, <laughs> like, like just, just kind of like, like jabbing at Eric. Nice. That he got yeah. the fucking mumps. Because I mean, who that's does not that? A thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, right? you were all like, "Well, yeah, he got the mumps. Yeah. What's wrong we're, with that guy, man? Who uh, is he licking? Dogs' like, asses? Like that's the only <laughs> that's the only way you can get the mumps. For fuck's sake. Yeah, it was it was things. Like, what was he doing? Yeah. Well, I hope you all remember that we were in a time machine tonight because we yeah. went back to 1932, <laughs> and our guitar player who's supposed to be here has the fucking the mumps. mumps. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'd just yeah. say shit like that, or we'd be like. Like I'd like sing a guitar solo into the mic, and then after the show, be, or after the song, be like, "The guitar solo was supposed oh. to be played by a dude who's fucking dying in the Roaring Twenties." So, yeah, oh. and then and then after that show, Noah and I were driving home from the Quad Cities, and we were like, "Are we gonna do this?" Yeah, like I think we can. I think we're both <clears throat> spazzy enough that mm-hmm. we can we can just make this work as a as a two-piece and not sure. not be a boring two-piece because mm-hmm. everybody's seen two-piece bands that are like eh, why are sure. you wasting our time right yeah. like sure yeah. and so well, we felt like we could we could be a yeah. two-piece band that didn't waste people's time that sounded full enough that was energetic enough that people would enjoy it so yeah. now we're to the starry nights who then so, became death go overdrive and we'll have to so talk about that but the most fun fact about starry nights is that there's no the 
in, oh. in the name. It was just oh. Starry Nights. That band started out by Kane hmm. reaching out to me and being like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a band. And I was like, why don't you have Luke Ferguson play drums? Because he's a, a, an amazing drummer. And he was the drummer in Lips to Homicide. Right. And th- there needs to be no discussion on how fucking great of a band they were because mm-hmm. every person who has ears knows it. He was like, I just want to do something a little different. I just want a little different vibe. And I was like, all right, cool. Mm. So showed up to Kane's parents' house, mm-hmm. went in the basement. His drum kit set up. We, like, wrote a couple songs. I remember going upstairs, and Kane's mom was like, okay, that sounds really good. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, your kid writes amazing songs, so it's it, it's easy. And yeah. Kane's mom was like, well, yeah, but, I, you know, I heard you talking down there. And, you know, you had some good ideas. And all I could think Aww. was like, of course you fucking heard me talking. Down there. Everybody <laughs> fucking within a half mile of me hears me For talking. Sure. Yeah. And and so we, uh, you know, we we wrote some songs. And I remember at the very beginning, it was like, well, who's going to play bass? And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted, you know, Kane kind of wanted another guitar. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like, do you know anybody who plays bass or guitar or anything? And I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, the only person I play in a band with right now is Noah. Right. And I don't think it's the right style of bass right. for this band. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, no, I don't know. don't know anybody yeah. who plays. And so Kane then brought Molly in, who is a fucking shredder. Yeah, plays the bass so well, can harmonize like Molly's like the, and I mean this with the utmost respect. Molly's like the Mark Anthony, what Mark Anthony to Van Halen is. Sure. Yeah. Molly is to Starry Nights slash Death Kill Overdrive. Nice. Yeah. Um, like the unsung hero that like hits all the notes nobody else can hit right. and just plays the instrument flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, we uh, we brought Molly in, and then at the time, Trevor, Tri- Trever, or Triber, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, played guitar and sang, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was playing with Surf Zombies, and mm. he lived in Des Moines. It was just hard to like get everything sure. together. So then Noel took over for him. Uh-huh. And we wrote the Star Signs album mm-hmm. with Noel. Um, and everything went went really well. And then there was a little bit of a falling out between mm-hmm. Noel and Kane. And then um, at that point in time, Kane was going through his transition. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was just kind of like a, you know, the, the transition from Starry Nights to Death Kill Overdrive was just like a you know, personnel change Mm -hmm. and just like a a personality change in some ways and just like a a whole new identity type. Just a clean break from. Yeah. Clean break. Yep. For sure. I get that. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's 75% still the same members. And then we got Mm -hmm. Oliver in who is fucking ridiculous at everything he touches. (laughs) And yeah, that's how we, that's how we got from, from starry nights to, to death kill overdrive and nice. And so you wrote uh, a a new record and you recorded at Black Black. Black, Yep. Nice. You know, I had recorded out there a couple of times at that point. And I 
I felt really confident in the gear that I had and the way I had it tuned up and I, the whole band I felt really was like the playing was really on point. Yeah. Um, we were, we were, we were playing tight and, and all the guitar tones were good. And Kane's voice is, you know, the best I feel that it's ever been. And um, yeah, we just went in and I, I felt like, we knew what it took, you know, by the, it only took us to the age of, you know, some of us are in our thirties and some of us right. are in our mid twenties or whatever, but we finally figured out what it takes to make a good sounding record. Yeah. And I think Oliver mm -hmm. had a huge, huge part in that. Right. That's what um, you were just, saying to me once was when I talked, asked you about this before you said that Oliver really knew how to thicken up, um, the tones and everything and just mm -hmm. like, yeah. And how to double down on the vocals and he had good points of where to put harmonies and, yeah. you know, like just having him in the studio, I think really helped yeah. beef up the sound of the record. And then I also think, you know, me understanding what it takes to capture a good mm -hmm. sound with Luke and Luke yeah. having the right gear and, understanding how to capture a good mm -hmm. drum sound because that's yeah. it's not an easy thing to do and he right. he's really good at it and so yeah i think that, yeah. that that really helped and i think kane being a creative genius when it comes to writing songs mm -hmm. and uh, being a lyricist um really was a huge part of it and then yeah. i think like like molly just being the fucking mark anthony van halen mark anthony not yeah. pop star mark anthony of the band is like it's it's such a huge almost unnoticed component mm -hmm. of what we do um yeah well it's those yeah, unnoticed things that add like the actual strength and right structure and resilience to a band not just its sound but i don't know its core you know like right. what it is as a band you almost have to have someone holding it down for it, sure because yeah. if you have all people that are out there just going crazy like i don't know if i've ever seen that work maybe the who right no but i mean even but even the know, who it didn't work because who was the fucking in the who, who was the person that played the exact same instrument that Molly plays that right. held the whole thing together? Right. But yeah, Ant Whistle's I mean, playing is a little wild. Ant, Ant Whistle's yeah. playing is incredibly wild because yeah. he was kind of revolutionizing. Like, right. instead of just following the chords, I'm going to yeah. just go nuts. <laughs> yeah. But, but as like a personality his, and on stage, his definitely. vibe on stage yeah. is the same thing. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the best vibe. If I have to choose a vibe, I'm going with that vibe. See, Everyone else gets to of, have fun. <laughs> speaking of the who, if I can yeah. pick one vibe from one musician that I could have on stage, it would be another member of that band, and it would be Roger Daltrey. Yeah, nice. Mm. No, fuck no. When it be Keith Moon, <laughs> if, if anybody's well, anybody's ever been around me, they should hmm. know that Keith yeah. Moon is <laughs> the reason I play drums and my hero. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Makes total yeah, best sense. Best rhythm section of, of all of rock and roll ever. I'll stand I would by agree it. with that. I mean, I would agree with that. Nothing is tighter and looser and more um, uh, just natural. They're right. just they're just playing. They're not yeah. thinking, and that's right. 
it, outrageous. You know, like every show was like an out of body experience for them or yeah. something. Like I don't. Yeah, it's for sure. It's hard to describe. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely something just absolutely insane yet controlled about the Who for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about the record and that. And sorry to interrupt. I want to talk about the Who more, but I feel like we have to talk about that when people hear this, which will be a week from tomorrow, Thursday, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. will be playing a record release on Sunday. Yes. Yes, on the 25th. 25th, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where's that at, at again? Gabe's. At Gabe's, Gabe's downstairs. Free cool. at Gabe's. And hopefully our cassettes will be manufactured and delivered to us by then. They were ordered a while ago and we do not have them yet. Ah. Um, but we do have CDs. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we're playing with Trophy Wives, which is Anna Khan's, like a, a friend, Friends of Kane's mm-hmm. bands. And I'm terrible at remembering. There's another person who's playing this. Like it's one of their first couple shows they've mm. ever played. Nice. Um, there's going to be some karaoke afterwards. Nice. Eric and I are going to do Run DMC. Big Dan's time. coming out. Yeah, he's yeah. going to do some Run DMC. I'm going yeah. to do DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Actually, after oh, afterwards, we're all doing uh, Shake Your Rump by the Beastie Boys. There you go, yeah. Shake Your Rump. I don't rump. care yeah. which one I am. You got to do I've, it, man. All three of us. Rock, we will all three of us collectively rock a house party well, at the drop. There of you go. Hat. I think. Hmm. I do have a beard like a billy goat. You do have a beard do. like a billy goat. Yeah, so you'd be MCA. I have MCA to be MCA. For sure. That's all yep. right. He's my man, uh, Eric he's W. The, he's the fella <laughs> with the raspy voice. Yeah, MCA. Yeah, MCA is the yes. the one that doesn't right. sound like the other two. Yeah, sound the same. They sound exactly the same. Yeah. And then yeah, then <laughs> well, and then MCA yeah. One of my one of my favorite things in music is when you're like. Why does that person sing like that? And then you hear them talk, and you're like, "Oh, oh. that's why they like like Slade, right?" You hear Naughty Holder, and he's all like, "Come on, fear the noise!" Yeah. And then you hear him talk, and he's like, "Hey, my name's Naughty Holder, and I just fucking talk like." That. And you're like, "Oh." that's how it sounds come on feel the noise yes and the beastie boys because there's a connection come on feel the boys come on feel (laughs) the boys so you told me about brand van 3000 and this Uh is a group that actually had a an album out on grand royal the beastie Mm -hmm. boys label and uh you didn't tell me that they covered come on feel the noise oh yeah they sure do <laughs> did they cover the slade version no they the covered quiet, quiet right no. they... <laughs> exactly the, the the... what they did was the brand van 3000 version yeah it's a lot different uh, <laughs> it's to- it's it's like it's pretty good though yeah it's, it's, it's a, very the, the record's really cool i like that record it um, is a very well, interesting record but yeah did like quiet riot have two hits with slade covers mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yes. Mama, we're all only crazy two now. hits. The yeah, only two hits it. they had were both Slade songs. Yeah. Mama, we're all crazy now. Yeah. And, oh, okay. come on, come on feel the noise. So yeah, I guess oh, so they had yep. two Slade hits and then they had one. Yeah, yeah two original. two of three. Sorry, sixty six percent of their hits. Gotcha, sixty six were Slade songs. No, well, that's, that's but let's better be, percentages but, than Wasp. Uh, yeah. There's what animal fuck like a beast and. Uh, yeah, I think probably having that bloody saw blade uh, cod piece on the cover is probably probably didn't help them. I mean, it helped <laughs> yeah, sell it some, it but it it helped also not sell a lot. I'm it sure. did. Mm-hmm. Yes, they put out an industrial record in the '90s. Did you know? Oh, is it pretty good? I don't know, but I it was assume called, it's super good. <laughs> I I guess it was called um, <laughs> something fuck kill. Oh, so yeah, yeah right. it was supposedly Black and Lawless actually like cut up a live pig on stage gross supposedly yeah I don't know see i'm not that. into that shit yeah i remember watching that what's the what's the black metal documentary where it's like until the dark takes us or until, yeah, the, until night, the light takes us right. until the light takes us and at the end the dude's doing the performance art thing where he's like on the couch yeah. cutting himself up and i was like i'm out i'm good on, i yeah. don't know con yeah yeah i'm good on that <laughs> The only black guys, metal band I really like is Dark Throne. That's pretty much it. I like some yeah. Dark Throne. Black metal's My pretty is, good, but it's like I just I I feel bad saying it, but I I burn out on it pretty quickly. It's like oh yeah, two or three songs. I'm like I'm good for a few months. Yeah, black metal was never something that I was like oh, I love corpse paint. <laughs> That's yeah. another yeah. thing that was super funny that happened to In the Mouth of Radness one time is we were called a cheese ball band. And then the band that called us a cheese ball band put on fucking corpse paint and played <laughs> after us. And I was like, yeah, there's only two of us and we're fucking spazzes. And yes, we are a cheese ball band. I'm not denying that, but y'all just put makeup on in the bathroom and then played a set. Yeah. So who's what, the cheese Were they black metal? Ish. It was just, Ish, okay. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, I'm not gonna name names or whatever. But I was like, well, oh, yeah. Come on. Well, there's a. What do you mean we're cheese balls? Y'all, y'all literally just put makeup on. That's kind of ironic since yeah. Noah was actually in a straight up black metal band. Right. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Nether Void was as mm-hmm. black metal as they come. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I they were the only him. black metal band in Iowa that I know of. Besides, there was a band called Mascom from uh, Clinton. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, remember, metal I knew of. So I remember Noah when we were in Mouth of Radness, they did like another void reunion show in Chicago. Whoa. And he had to go to Bud's custom meats and get the fucking sheep's head. <laughs> really? And I remember him being nervous about like going there and being like, hey. You got the uh, sheep's my head. My friend wow. told me I can get sheep's heads from you guys or whatever. <laughs> But so he uh, went there and he grabbed the sheep's head and the guy like took him in the back and was like, what are you using this for? And he was like, <laughs> instead of just, and like the dude, like if you get like, a meat, a fucking butcher doesn't give a shit what you're using the meat for. <laughs> right. You could be right. like, I'm buying this porterhouse to smash my nuts with. And he'd yeah. be like, yeah, cool. You're third guy this week. Who's done that. Right? <laughs> or, you know, like whatever it is. Uh, but and he was like, it's for an art project. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, you could have just told them it was for a black metal band. And yeah. they would have like, oh, that's actually fucking rad. Yeah. And they probably would have went back to the other guys. I'm like, dude, a guy who plays in a band just fucking bought a sheep's right. head from us. Yeah. And he's going to take it on stage tonight. Yeah. That's fucking cool, right? Like, they would have been like, that's fucking wild. People don't usually do that shit here. That's a He should have been man. like, it's about fucking heavy metal. Just wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up. It's, just fu- it's, yeah. it's too metal for you, Riverside, yeah. Iowa guy. Yeah. Don't question my devotion to the master. Wrap up the goat head. <laughs> hey, we're doing pegging shit. Oh, <laughs> man. So, yeah. Jeff, um, I have a question on? for you, and it's kind All of right. a... I want to go back to uh, the uh, your favorite records. So, this is... I always like to ask these kind of questions just because, you know, somewhat of a record nerd myself, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some records that are just like huge influences on you? All right. So records that are huge influences on me in general for me are records that I discovered at a relatively young age mm-hmm. um, that I discovered, you know, with friends in one way or another. So a record that I absolutely love is by the band bear vs shark well i guess both of their records that they put out i absolutely love but their first record right now you're in the best of hands and if something isn't quite right the doctor will know in a hurry Mm -hmm. um they usually just call it right now you're in the best of hands um that album came out in like 2003 which at the time i would have been about 14 15 years old and at the time all the bands were like hardcore bands like 18 visions right uh right. before the march of flames yep. and all these bands that just fucking did the chugga chugga woo sure. and false harmonics and screamed at you the whole time nothing wrong with that shit it just wasn't me and then this band from michigan came down bear shark and they were like like they had like a funky kind of groove to their music and they still screamed a little bit and they still had a ton of energy. And at that time I was like, holy shit, this is something different and something great. Um, and so that album is one of my favorite albums um, in name and blood by the murder city devils. Oh, that's, that's one of a my fantastic favorite, one. one of my favorite records, mm-hmm. really any murder city devil record, whether it's Thelema or in name and blood or yeah. even RIP, the live record that was like their la- quote unquote last show ever live recording. Right. I love, love that band. Um, I'm also a huge fan of, like tribe called quest Mm. the low end theory is one of my favorite records amazing um i really love power in numbers and quality control by jurassic oh yes um conversations with the devil by andre nicotina Mm. it's one of my favorite records um i remember i was at prime enema of the state age when that mm-hmm. album came out, right, in 1999, I was fucking 11. Sure. So, and Blink-182's Enema of the State was a huge record for me. Obviously, like, Legacy of Brutality by The Misfits. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff that, that came along to me at that really influential and, like, moldable time of my life. Uh, you know, like, the, like, teenage years or whatever. Sure. 
yeah, those are some of my favorites. And like I like I, and I love like I said, just conversation with the devil by Andre Nicotina, but I love there's like blunts, bullets in a bank roll. I mean, it's just like kind of like Bay Area hip hop, but he you'll listen to it and you'll be like, motherfucker just sampled Scar from the Lion King. <laughs> you sure. know, and like yeah. and then he'll go and rap about like selling coke to people, right? Sure. And you're like, wait a second, which one is it? You know, like right. he'll be like, Oh, when I see my son's eyes, it makes me cry. And I sold somebody laced heroin. And you, you know, you're like, what is, what is happening in these rhymes? Um, and then another one that oh, yeah. I would be um, remiss for saying is it's not an album, but one of the things that influenced me to play drums mm-hmm. more than anything was The Who playing the song A Quick One While He's Away oh, yeah. mm. on the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. Circus, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, cause Keith, I mean, you watch that and Keith moon. And at one point in time, he fucking like picks his floor Tom up and lays it across his snare drum. And he's playing on the side of the floor, Tom, and he picks <laughs> yeah. it up and he throws it over his head. And then he like pours water on his drums for another part and the water splashing all over. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, theatrical drumming at its finest. And oh, I yeah. remember being, being a young moldable, moldable mind and being like that is the dude I want to be. Right? Yeah. First. Yeah. So, insane drummer. Yeah. Sure. That, that performance was a, you know, like I said, it's not an album, but it was a performance. That, right. It really, a, really changed. It is a really great performance and probably Absolutely. the best one in the entire rock and roll circus. That's the thing that's insane about music too, is you, you could make the argument that the who was not the overall best band on that bill, but that night, yeah, they were by a mile the best band on that. Band. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's cool. the thing that's crazy about music is, you know, like you have good nights, you have bad nights, you have nights that are just magic. You have recording sessions that don't go well. Yep, that could have been great if they went better. You have yeah. recording sessions that shouldn't have been as good as they were. Mm-hmm. You have performances that were you know, better than expected. You have performances mm-hmm. where you, you know, I'm sure you guys have experienced mm-hmm. where you, you, you pick up drumsticks or you put your hands on the neck of a guitar and you're like, I hope I get through this set tonight. And you're like, fuck, this is not going to be good. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of times those type of performances end up being the ones that everyone likes for me. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like, yeah, I remember I played a show and my guitar was out of tune and I knew it was out of tune because it kept going out of tune. And like, I thought that we just played like terrible and off time. And everybody came up to me and was like, that was the best show I'd ever seen. And then literally yeah. like a week later, uh, the same band played and I thought it was a solid set and like everybody hated us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We do need to, I feel like uh, Death Kill Overdrive needs to start beef with a band, though. All right. Uh, I don't know what band it would be, but hmm. Uh, hmm. we'll think of it at some point. What about with yourselves? Oh, shit. We could. We could have the Death and the Kill and the Overdrive all. Oh, yeah, all beefing. Battle each other out. Beefing. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> beefing. funny fact, not that people <laughs> probably care that much, but when we were for lack of a better term, rebranding, mm-hmm. we're trying to think of band names, which is an incredibly hard thing mm-hmm. to 
Yeah, it is. And my friends and I in high school made a fictional band that was called Death Kill Overdrive. Ah, and we were oh, a fake shit. metal band that we never nice. did anything with. And we were just like, hey, Death Kill Overdrive. Oh, that's a funny band name. <laughs> and when we were trying to think of band names, I jokingly suggested it. We're like, hey, guys, what about Death Kill Overdrive? And it was kind of like, uh, that might work. Yeah. You know, like, hmm, maybe. Yeah. And then, because it, it's one of those band names that like, the whole point of it is that it's spo- like, you're supposed to say it and be like, that is so fucking ridiculous and over right. the top <laughs> that there's no way they could be serious. Right. <laughs> but then people will say it and be like, death kill overdrive. What kind of music is that? And you're like, not what you think yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why it works like if you were trying to live up to that name it would be bad no it wouldn't work at all but instead no, it's yeah. like real different from what that yeah name it's, feels it's like, like that's not the right. first image that you think of when you i yeah. do like that right. a lot we're the people who should be putting corpse paint on in the bathroom <laughs> before yeah. I well maybe you should do that for your uh CD release show. CD release show, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I got a, I got a nice Hawaiian shirt with golden retrievers all over it. I'm thinking I might yeah, bust with out corpse that, paint. So. With At least bring paint. a sheep's head. Yeah, she's, we'll send Noah to go get us a sheep's head. <laughs> get a sheep's head for death all over. Oh that. my. <laughs> well, what do you think? Should we let Jeff get to bed? Why you yeah. guys don't sleep? All right, we're yep. done with the podcast now. Yeah. Mission completed. <laughs> Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much, Jeff, for being on. Uh, yeah, I appreciate. Honestly, you your encouragement was uh, badly needed. I think when this podcast first started, and knowing that you were listening to it made a big difference to me. So, oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah, I said, it's a great. Thanks for being it's a on. Great and- way for uh, for me to discover th- music that otherwise I wouldn't. Nice. I wouldn't be able to discover because and yeah. Death Kill Overdrive CD release party, Gabe's Oasis downtown Iowa City. 25th. 25th. Which when you hear this will be just a couple days away. And if you really love us, come where you got booked at Pride Fest. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. not during Pride Month. Okay. Right. Which is October 2nd. October and 2nd. we play at, I think, 4 o'clock on the main stage. And that's downtown Paul's Iowa City, City too, yep. right? Nice. Yep. So that's a way if you got, you know, young kids or you yeah. don't like to go to bars or mm-hmm. it's too late for you or whatever, a good chance to to go see us. And also you two guys, if you oh, think yeah. of, for we're sure. trying to think of a couple of uh, good cover songs to play oh, cool. at pride fest so if you guys I'll think, think on it, it shoot I'll me think a little, about that for we'll sure shoot us yeah. a little message and we will give you nice. no credit <laughs> perfect say, that's the way we like that's, yeah this i always is, this like was that. not suggested to us by anybody we decided <laughs> on our own well yeah. i was i was telling eric uh uh on another episode that uh we, you should steal anything and everything that you possibly can so yeah. I appreciate that. You might as well. Yeah. Yes. I think stealing's Ideas. okay because, like, if you really want it that bad, no one's really gonna love it more than you. For sure. You know, the person that owns it probably just like he's like, yeah, that's a cool thing. Whereas you would cherish it, so you deserve it. Yeah. 
So everyone should yeah, just go a, out there and steal. Isn't that what they say? If, if you steal something and it leaves you and comes yeah. back, and, and then, then the, it's yours. The, yeah. and then yeah. a bear is a Catholic, and the that chicken has lips like a bear in the woods, <laughs> and the, the the Pope is a Catholic, and you set it free and it comes back, then it's meant to be. That's the saying. Oh right there, God. exactly. Yeah, I think you got it. You nailed it. Yep, you I'm pretty it, sure man. I got it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, y'all. All so, right, dude. Accelerative thrust, uh, Instagram and Facebook, and follow the links to the playlists and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Death Kill Overdrive also on Instagram, Facebook. There'll be links when we post this episode. And you can also stream it yeah. all on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all the nice, all the stuff because we paid CD Baby to make us look like a legitimate oh, band. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jeff. Yeah, thanks yeah, for thank coming you on, guys. Jeff. I appreciate you. Yeah, the, uh, and absolutely. Eric, thanks in advance for editing it and making me sound better than I do. Oh, you're gonna sound <laughs> so smart and cool and uh, hot. <laughs> yeah good. Gonna, that's all i'm going for i'm gonna add a filter that's it. everything you say sounds like <laughs> smart cool and hot is literally yeah. the only thing i'm going should, for in my whole you should life put, um, so. you should put auto-tune on our voices eric yeah all three of them <laughs> okay i will all right we gotta go all right, all right you guys have a good night man <laughs> bye-bye Yeah. <laughs> yeah.